0: Snoop with a shot, rebound, scores! Shee Pinto! They did score! No, Huffenmeyer! Tor for Stuttsla! Ty Belliver! There is nothing surprising
1: about Connor Bedard doing this. Brady Kachuk tied the game! He is caught!
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Zoobcast episode 65. Carlson episode started off on a on a good note. Eric Carlson. Always love talking. And it's about all Carlson. down here. Downhill from here. Ooh. Yeah, the uh, well, the Sens are playing hockey. That's for sure. Um, they uh, the Sens. We are we recording this. What day is it today? Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, the senators have just concluded an epic Western Canada road trip in which they won a game that wasn't didn't even really feel like a win, and lost all the other ones. So they beat that the was, one team that I think
1: like I because we've beaten the Oilers this year, right? So I, was, yeah, I feel like this is the one. Yeah. This is the one game that people were like, "Oh, maybe we can afford to lose to Seattle,"
0: and then <laughs> that's the yeah. one game they won. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the Suns... oh, the Suns. the Suns lose five nothing to maybe the worst team ever assembled in the modern era in the 2023 Chicago Blackhawks uh, to kick it off. They come back, they bounce back with a nice, well, a win over the, over the Seattle Kraken. Uh, some momentum carrying into Vancouver, another very poorly assembled team that just dismantles the Sens. I believe 5-2 was the final score of that game, maybe. I didn't even watch the end of it. Um, then they play the Flames, who are also they're not great. They're certainly not great they get dismantled. I don't even remember what was the score. I didn't finish that game bro oh, I don't know well I oh yeah five? I had to I don't that this is sad. I was on a
1: post game show for that yeah you I don't were on game remember over. the score <laughs> I think it was five two yeah yeah uh, shout didn't out game over like not they go from like five one to five two to five three or six three We're getting better. eventually we're gonna win a game
0: again based on this pattern. yeah this is where we're at eventually we're going to win a game again is what is Sorry. what is being said so 5-2 then 5-1 because the yeah. only goal was freaking given to
1: us oh <laughs> yeah the Schutzel. Schutzel. oh yeah. boy
0: all right and then uh they they and then they get to play mcdavid and dry and that never ends well sends lose 6-3 but a better That's effort the
1: best yeah. of those three games
0: yeah better effort we'll give them credit where it's due i guess i don't know um but the sends are 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 losing a bit and and uh it's coming at a, a rather inopportune time in terms of where they're at in the playoff race uh i believe now they're what seven they gotta be what six seven points out with uh with 15 games left something like that yeah yeah and i mean it doesn't really matter
1: honestly like yeah i i just the fact that we even got to talk about this is good like the fact that we've also added chicken like we've gotten to the point where we're adding big time we're getting rid of picks and it's like yeah we won't have a ideally we won't have a pick this year um well i guess that depends on how we view ideally lottery uh, win yeah exactly which that's now been revealed that's what may 8th i think may is 8th the date. yeah yeah so may 8th Connor Bernard will find his new home um yeah maybe and, we hope and... it's not montreal or chicago yeah. there you go lord, correct I would just put him
0: mind. in like put him in anaheim we never have to see him ever again i don't have to hear i would not minded in him. columbus either actually i know it'd be in the east but seeing him with like
1: some of the incredible defensive like draft picks that they've made in your
0: yeah. and uh Matejchuk would be really interesting mm-hmm. yeah they're building a nice team not nice young core there in columbus they are uh well, yeah, they're they're having a tough year. Let's let's be quite honest. If there's a team, <laughs> they, they they need them, <laughs> they need them pretty bad. But the uh, so that'll be the Canard, uh, Conor Bedard May eighth, as uh, when we'll find out who goes first overall. But as for as for the Sens, I 100 percent agree. I think that I found myself during the games. I found myself getting very very angry and frustrated because like you're in such a like finally after years you're in this position where you can like do something like you have a chance to to accomplish a goal and then they come out really flat and they they're just bounces are going their way and it's frustrating and it sucks but when you look back on it after you're like man we've come a, a a long way away and what did we say right what did we we keep saying this every time it feels like every episode Meaningful what is a successful in March. yeah well i mean uh, yeah but there's that but it's
1: like it's just and it's I, know people, to the I feel like i've heard it so many times like i, I don't know. disagree with it it's just getting to the point where i've heard it so many times it's kind of yeah you know i don't know I, like it's, it's like meaning it it does i I, it... I feel like i even during the games i was i feel like and this may just be because i'm so used to them being awful um that i wasn't even getting mad during the game so i was just like oh, oh well oh wow <laughs> <It's> just great <just laughs> like despair or yeah. just like well darn <laughs> like i don't i don't know how else to feel you know i feel like the most mad i've gotten this season was at the start it may have been in November or late October, but that freaking game in Florida. Um Florida. Where I don't remember. I, that I, one. It's a really a random game. I don't know why I got so pissed, but I was just so mad during that game. And I think that's the most mad I was for a Suns game in a while. And like it's not even like over the last few five game or the last few games I've been able to even get to that level. Now it's just
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was lost. pretty mad. That that Chicago game might have done it for me. That Chicago game to lose you 5 see, nothing I, to I would, that team. I think I would have understood the Vancouver one more because the Chicago one is bad, yes, but that's one game. Well, okay, you know what? I it, It's okay. For me, it's more personal why I don't like that game is because I was in... We'll go... You know what? We've done a Louis travel story. We've done a, a Josh travel story. We're going to do an Adam travel story. Okay. Well, for
1: this. also, you know, fuck Chicago, first of yeah, all. Yes, so yeah, yes, yeah. I hate losing to yeah. Chicago because yes. screw that organization. Anyway, go on.
0: Um... I uh I took a trip, uh to to New York City the uh, when uh, you know about a week ago around the time when the Sens were playing the Blackhawks and I was with my I went with my mom we had a nice little mother son trip to New York City it was great and we're like I'm like man like well, I gotta find like a place to watch the Sens like I'm I'm going to actively seek out a place where I can watch the Sens I don't care how far away it is from my you know, little hotel, I'm going to go watch the scent. I'm going to make a point to watch the scent. Okay. We find this, it's great bar. Shout out the Canuck in New York city in Chelsea. Really good Canadian bar. Great. Good, sounds great straight
1: out of how I met your mother. Like the, I don't know if you ever seen that show, but it sounds exactly like the hoser hut, the way you're describing it. But oh, anyway, really? Okay. go on. Well, it's literally
0: yeah. like, that is what it is. It's like, you go on the website, it's like Canadian, like they got everything going on there. There was some scent stuff in there. I couldn't believe it. Um Beautiful. But uh, anyway, shout out the Canucks. So we go. We're like, great. This is it. We, we we walk an hour to the Canuck. And my poor dear mother doesn't even really care about the Sens. But she's like, we'll do it. Like, whatever. And and I am just sitting there. The whole bar is watching like Oilers Sabres. And I'm like, screw you guys. We want one little TV to watch Sens Hawks. And we're watching Sens Hawks. And they are just getting... I was like, they're just getting beat down and everybody's everybody's like cheering and they're like here there's me at the at the alone at the end of the bar watching the Sens get murked uh by such an awful team and by the second period I was like mom we gotta go like this is this is so not worth it and so then we made the trek all the way back and and I was in a very bad mood and it was not fun but uh see that that's understandable yeah the the, yeah, was, the
1: circumstances yes I don't know I just for some reason whenever those goals kept happening I was like ah oh well darn yeah <laughs> like i couldn't yeah. i don't know i couldn't muster any real angry things maybe it's because i'm more concerned with like i don't know i i have like i've gotten more mad at 67s games this year easily when we yeah. lost to london in the shootout i was pissed and i've talked to you about this you have because that was the yeah. same night as the when the Sens beat the leafs i couldn't care less about yeah the fact i, that the I the couldn't leafs. believe it I we lost like... to london yeah. and even though we got a point i was just furious yeah, like how dare London beat my team on Pride Night?
0: Like, are you kidding? Yeah, me? that was yeah. so stupid.
1: Anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess it's
0: fair to get worked up about the 67s when they're that good. They're giving you a reason. Yeah. Um, That's the thing. I which, guess it's
1: just more expectations there. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, 67s with a, a casual 8-3 win today World against Jeff the Law, first OHL Patrick. Yeah. Awesome. Playoffs has been really good. Playoffs are coming up. And we're gonna have to do some sixty seven stuff before that because they've earned it. Hundred percent they've earned it. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, keep keep an eye out for that sixty sevens content coming up. But yeah, the uh the the sends. The sends, it's gonna be tough for them, I think. Um I, I don't know. I, I don't know how many people have completely written off playoffs. I, I won't say that I have completely written it off, but I'd say that I was at like I was at like a an oh my god, I think it's gonna happen. And then I I'm immediate like the last five games have brought me down to like it would be a miracle. But I but it could still happen is kind of my expectation now for for playoffs. And and the thing is, this does not get easier because their next stretch of the schedule is like such a gauntlet, like their whole rest of the season. I think they have the hardest strength of schedule left uh, in terms of easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, opponent, you know, like point percentage or whatever. It's like they got Carolina twice. They got Florida. They got Tampa in there. There's Colorado on tomorrow,
1: which I'm going yeah, to. Colorado to Boston.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that, that'll that be. I don't know. Home ice. I hope they. I hope they. I I, I think it's going to be a good crowd tomorrow, by the way. I've heard a lot of people it. Will, well,
1: it will be because uh, the way I get tickets is, again, through the student tickets, uh, send student, student army. army. And yeah. the way it works is they get a certain amount of sections where they get some seats in it. And then if you just buy seats in a section and then whatever they have, they give to you. So if you get them early enough, let's say I got tickets to Pride Night against Columbus very early in a certain section in the 200s. And because I got them so early, it was like first row, the 200s. But I like right after the Columbus game, basically, we bought tickets to this game coming up and already we had heard it was going to be very full. And sure enough, we got, We took seats in the 300s and it's row S of the 300s, which for those of you who don't know is the highest row way up. (laughs) So if anything, that's an indicator that it should be pretty packed.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and you know what? Like, at least we have that. Like, at least the games, the home games down the stretch are going to be very fun and people are going to go. And like, I don't know, like there's still I think the Sens still have something to play for here, even if they don't. I mean, obviously you're still not mathematically out and you're very much somewhat in it in terms of <laughs> points back. The Sens can back. still mathematically yeah, win Yeah, our favorite <laughs> Twitter bit. The Sens can still mathematically win the cup and everybody should know it. But I think like, why wouldn't you play hard? Like you're trying to, this is the, the chorus is essentially set now with this Chikrin trade, right? Like y- you can't really foresee adding another piece to the core. Like I feel like of the top six, top four, is more or less set right like you can jumble. Um, yeah unless on.
1: unless there's a draft lottery miracle yeah in that case can't, a forward gets out. added um but yeah i'd i don't really see anything like it. my one guess would be and i really hope they don't do this if they look at,
0: into a goalie which i hope they don't do I, should, I don't um, think... I agree with you. I don't think they should do that because I think Forsberg is earned the right to be a starter next year. But some people
1: are worried because how bad his injury is because it's both yeah. knees, which sucks. But there was literally just a video. Uh, for, for the few of you who follow uh, Anton Forsberg's wife on Instagram, mm-hmm. she posted a story of her and some other people at a concert at the CTC and Norris and Forsberg were there just chatting it up and Forsberg was standing up and Seemingly yeah. doing decent, which is a very good sign.
0: It's good, and he's got the whole off season to to you know, yeah, train and yeah, and exactly. get back into shape. Yeah, I, I'm, I, yeah, I know. Obviously, when the injury is that brutal, or at least how it looked, you always want to be cautious. But I don't know. I, I think you have to let him at least try to be a starter next year because he's proven that he can. He's do it. He's earned it. He's Absolutely, earned it. it's and, going to be and, him
1: and Solgaard. I'm assuming next year. Yeah, that's right? so.
0: That was going to be my next question. Is is from what we have seen from Sogard, are you comfortable with him being the backup, or should the Sens be going out to get a guy? Because Sogard started when he came up; he started really, really well, in numbers wise. And on this trip, I'm not gonna—I'm not saying it's his fault or anything, but they, he gave up a lot of goals. And uh, I don't know—I mean, obviously, small sample size each way. But are you comfortable with Sogard as the backup next year, full time?
1: Yeah, like you can't fault him for anything because had he played differently it would not have changed the outcome of any of the games. He was not getting the goal support. He was not getting the defensive support whatsoever. Sure, he could have, you know, stopped a few of the saves that would have gone in. Um, As a backup, I don't mind, especially because you could just rotate him out for, like, if Mandalese does well, if Mariline does well, those are guys you can kind of just try out uh, in the backup spot especially given that you have Forsberg there. Again, if everything's fine and healthy, because he's shown that he's, especially this season, he's been great. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Unless there's someone really cheap that you can get, yeah. because I guess the, we're not horrible cap-wise, but you still do need to, you know, possibly resign to Brinkett. Or I mean, by possibly, I mean, obviously.
0: You do, yeah.
1: Uh, you need to resign to Brinkett. Uh, Pinto's probably going to get bridged, I'm assuming. Is this, uh, is Brandstrom he next year?
0: Next I summer, think, RFA? He,
1: like this like this summer coming up no like like two summers from now no no, no. it's it's right now like, really so he's got he needs a contract UFC. this upcoming off season because he played in covid season right after his North oh Dakota did he season get enough
0: ended. games yeah for that to yeah i guess oh it i guess doesn't, that doesn't well, even matter well Sanders. yeah, well, yeah it doesn't matter up, yeah, like sanderson yeah, yeah, yeah. played
1: like didn't play last year and burned yeah because it's
0: the college and, coming out
1: If anything, like my philosophy is you want to burn years off those guys as quick as possible if you're a team like the Sens who's not yet in a very strict cap and winning window because you can get access to signing those guys long-term way earlier and capitalize on their value possibly being lower and sign them to long-term deals with a lower AAV.
0: Yeah, and it also staggers the years that you have to re-sign all of these guys, right? Like the the long term contracts that we've seen, I think they end, like right like Batherson's ends in a different year than Kachuk's, which ends in a different year than like Stutzla or Norris. And then you you're able to sign Pinto now. Maybe he'll his will end in a different year. My point is that it staggers it. So you're not they're not all coming off the books at the same time, which would be a bit of a chaotic offseason. Um, but I'd be interested to see what Pinto's contract is going to be. I agree with you that I think it's going to be a bridge. Um, how much, like, what AAV are you comfortable giving Shane Pinto right now? Like four? I don't think he'll be able to get four. I think that's a little much. I, I was you maybe think that's too much threes. for him? I you think him somewhere three? in the threes.
1: Like, yeah. give him two or three years in the threes. He's basically been what I would characterize as the average NHLer. Right. Yeah,
0: now Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially After really a hot
1: start. Well, he had a really hot start, and then he, I wouldn't say he became invisible, but he definitely faded out a little for through most of the season. And then over the last month or so, maybe he's a little been longer, a better. he's yeah. been much better. I, like on, um, on game over, I compared him stylistically to fit up Deno, which I think is not bad. Like not nearly the same level. Deno's great no. on the Kings right now. But if you're looking at uh, other player archetypes, I feel like he fits that mold. And a guy like that doesn't really attract that much of a high cap hit, at least at this stage. Um, he's got 17 goals, 11 assists, 28 points. Last time I updated my data here in 66 games. Yeah, maybe 3.5 million for like three years. Yeah, um, That brings him to him being 25 or 26.
0: And yeah, then and, and a lot can change in those three
1: years, right? Like yeah uh, well especially about... if the team does become better he'll have a better yeah. environment to be around sure he won't get second line minutes anymore but that was never but, really the expectation but true.
0: that's that's important though because you you're now you have to make sure that you you are paying him to be your third line center presumably so it's like well, how much are you comfortable giving a third line well, center uh, th- yeah the thing is he hasn't really made the uh played so extraordinarily well that he can justify being anything above that right now yeah exactly which is what
1: it's important
0: but uh, yeah but that's the thing like everybody keeps forgetting like this team has not had Josh Norris all year practically so you're you're plugging in a healthy Josh Norris next year that's a top 6 center you can make your top 6 i don't know what they're going to do i don't know who the coach is going to be next year either we're going to have that conversation if we really want to but i don't really think anybody does and so you're 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 putting Josh Norris in to the top 6 and putting Shane Pinto down automatically that makes your whole team so much better Right. Do we want to theorize lines? We could theorize. Like, what do we lines. think we, Yeah, not we not like we have them. much content to go through. I know. By the way, Josh is not here. <laughs> in case anybody hasn't noticed yet, I know Josh will have things to say if, when once yeah. we we theorize lines. So let's. Okay, we can theorize lines. So this would be next year's lines, assuming that the team is totally healthy. Do you want to start? Go like from the net up, or start at the forwards? Well, we all we
1: basically already talked about the net, right? So we right did. now we have yeah. Forsberg, Sogard. Uh, with yep. the option for Murray and Mandalorian, or cheap signing. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But Forsberg um, is the starter you know, on our yeah. team next year. Yeah. Exactly. So on D, I think, do you put, do you have Shabbat on your first pair still? I think I keep, I don't know if I
1: characterize them as first pair, second, because I think next year our two best defensemen. Hmm.
0: I think like, Sanderson should be on the first pair.
1: I that my my proposed pairings were gonna be Shabbat Zub, uh, Chikrin Sanderson or Sanderson Chikrin, however you wanna yeah put them, and then it doesn't matter how you wanna
0: identify them. It's just whoever yeah. gets the most ice time
1: situationally.
0: I uh, I believe I, I don't know. I I think Sanderson Chikrin, as of how everybody is playing right now, I would give Sanderson Chikrin more ice time. Well, than... Chikrin is the best defenseman on this team. Yeah. Like
1: I think I think that's an easy call. Uh, right now just because he brings just absolutely everything offense yeah. defense transition game you know general passing all throughout the ice some checking ability too so i, I think i'd have him there and putting him with sanderson who you know is just going to keep getting better and yeah more and, and, and
0: sanderson like i i agree that chikrin is probably the best defenseman i don't think sanderson's had a bad game this year i can't recall him having like a really bad game like I feel like he's so consistently always doing the right thing he would be mm-hmm. he, I, he deserves to be on the first pair like I, I think I, I know there's a lot of like Shabbat talk going around or going around right now I, I I, think Sanderson's been better than Shabbat this year I don't have a vendetta against Thomas Shabbat but I, I think like I think Jake Sanderson has impressed me more than Thomas Shabbat has so I think you have to reward him with playing with the best partner in Chikrin yeah Exactly. I, and
1: plus I do think getting Shabbat to play with Zub is good. Like Shabbat is still around average in the league in terms of preventing the opposition from entering the zone with possession. But then when it comes to them getting chances off those entries, it's Shabbat's not the best. Whereas that is Zub's forte. Like he's one of the best defensemen in the league at both of those. So letting Shabbat kind of freewheel um, offensively and in transition and get involved while still having Zub be that shutdown presence in the back, both inside the D zone and, you know, off the rush and transition really helps. And that's why they've been able to work so well. Obviously it would have been nice to see them more together, but injuries and, you know, just defense moving around and besides a lot of changes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so the, so the top four is, is going to be, let's just for argument's sake, I mean, we can, you can kind of mix it up, but I, I think we've decided on a Chikorin Sanderson first "Quote unquote" first pair, and then I think I'd a... ideally have Sanderson on the right, yeah, just because I want to see yeah. what he can do there. So we'll we'll put Sanderson on the right, Chicken on the left, and then the second pair will be Shabbat and Artem Zub. And so the third pair, I I think Eric Brandstrom needs to be on the on the team. Like I think he's proven that no doubt should, in my mind he should be he needs on the team. Be. And and the question is going to be his partner. I think is Hamlinick have a year left no bye but are we <laughs> sure they're gonna not resign him these are our lines adam yeah you're right okay fair point so so he's gone i think holden is probably gone or do you think he stays no i, I do think he's gone um
1: yeah. his just given how quickly his skating has dropped like we saw <laughs> that goal against. yeah Vancouver. that was tough and that I love Nick. Brutal. I love
0: me some Nick Holden. I know. I, I, I really do. Uh, Nothing against the guy at all. I I really truly wish him all the best. But he his play has fallen off a little bit. And so then you get to who's next. I know they're really high on Clevin, and I know that he's. They want him to get games in this year. I don't know if he's going to start with the team next year. That might be a bit far fetched. But it's like, who's if it's not him, it's going to be who Lassie? Could Lassie come up maybe or JBD? Lassie could be interesting and I know these are our lines, but
1: I doubt and it completely depends on if the coaching staff changes over the summer and how their perspective changes. Um, But I don't think they will be happy with a Branstrom Lassie Thompson, the third pairing, just because yeah. of the style they've shown. I think it would be cool. Um, I also think something that could be interesting would be like, if Maxon Gannett gets a chance on the third pair, <laughs> I think yeah. that'd be interesting. Like, Brandstrom is very good all around, especially this season. Um in terms of what I'd look for, I don't know, like just whatever, you know, right D you can get in. I
0: guess any of Thompson, JBD, whatever. Um they, are there any They they ran with JBD for a bit this year and then they just kind of sent him down and never brought him back up. Well, to be fair, he wasn't very good. No, but they but it seemed like they were giving him like an extended look. Like they were really trying yeah. to Get him going. So, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know if they really like that option for the future. Gannett is interesting because I remember people were talking about him like earlier in the season, and then everyone just kind of stopped. I don't know how he's been doing in the A, but that would certainly be interesting. That would be a cool story. He's a seventh-round pick, I believe. Yeah. Or I, I mean, I guess the other option that we're not considering that could be maybe even the most likely is that they go out and sign a guy to That's play I third to pair is there,
1: is there anyone well you know market. some one guy that i've been interested in as as an as a guy on the third pair for us and he made his case for wanting to be a senator with one of the last few games is will borgen who no oh, baby scored the game winner for the senators while playing for the kraken yeah um, massive. i think he could be interesting just because of he kind of fits that exact type of role that complements a lot of you know more offensively inclined guys and in, in the sense that He suppresses chances a lot in his own zone. And he he's, you know, a big help coming back and stopping
0: rush chances. I think Mm. he's an RFA though, unfortunately. I'm 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 just on the list here of UFA defensemen. There's a couple that are interesting. For a third pair role, I don't know. Ryan Graves is a UFA.
1: He's gonna be too expensive.
0: He might be Damon Severson also from New Jersey is a UFA. I'd like he both might, of those guys, but yeah, they're but, but not. Again, really... this is a third pair or Carson, you want to talk about Seattle? Carson Susie is. Josh a USA is going to bang man. the Carson Susie yeah, drum. Josh, I know, I, know I know, is a big Susie guy.
1: Uh, I'd like so both that... of those guys. Susie is better. I will say Susie is better than Borgan, And
0: Susie would be cheap as well. Susie would not be incredibly expensive. I don't he's believe he's making what? All, like he's making 2.7 right now. Okay. So you'd think maybe that goes up a little bit in free agency. Radko Gutis is a, is a UFA. I would. Okay. I would love
1: Gudis. I actually yeah. think he's really good, especially this season on like a pretty a hit bad machine. defensively. He's an he absolute is, hit machine. Like you want to talk about like checking net front presence. Oh, he yeah. is the guy. That and is like I, the DJ guy. Absolutely. But it's not just that. It's that he does his job defensively exactly. super well too. Yeah. It's not like, like a DJ Logan guy. Stanley type of thing mm-hmm. or where where they're just big and the you know provide imagine much
0: defensive value. How but. funny would that pair be? Eric branstrom and Radko gudas <laughs> it, yeah. it would it be would be hilarious work. but also yeah, it would work though. The thing with compliment is he
1: is a very high volume shooter. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know some people have or like Eric branstrom's shot hasn't been the the stalwart of his game or anything. No. Um that's all right. But I though. think it would be really cool as a as a third pair because then even if you get someone injured, I do like Brandstrom with like Sanderson, for example. I think like a Branderson or a Sandstorm, whatever you want to call it, second Sandstorm.
0: pair. Sandstorm. I love that. Would actually work fairly well, especially in the absence of someone while waiting. Well, I mean, I guess here's what we're gonna say for our for our defense lines. We're gonna say Chikrin, Sanderson, Shabbat, Zub, Brandstrom, and either. A Goudis. cheap UFA, Gudis. We're gonna say we're gonna say Gudis' best case. We're gonna say the Sens sign Gudis and and put him next to Branstrom. So Gudis, Radko coming to the Sens next year, playing on the uh, on the third pair. Not that old. Is he? He's
1: thirty two. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah give, give him, him like two, a, a one or give two. him one or two year at like around them the, now. I think two two years fits the uh, the the window a little bit because then yeah. he'll come off at the same time as Giroux. So we never know, but uh, let's Okay, let's pencil that in. Radko Gudis. We're going. To, we're going to the UFA route for the third pair. Radko Hell Gudis. Yeah. Um, okay, now the forwards. Oh boy. So on the first line, let's just do first line. It's got to be. It's got to be Kachuk, and it's got to be Stutzel. And are you? I don't know, man. Are you put in Giroux. It,
1: yeah, you have. Given how absolutely dominant they've been together, you have to put Kachuk, Stutzel, and Shehu yeah. easily. I, yeah. I think it's without... I, I
0: honestly think on the topic of that, I think it's insane that Claude Giroux is not on the first power play. I know, bro. It's I've insane. Been, I, it It it's is ridiculous. Like, especially with how bad it's been. What are you doing? What, like, I think they should be putting him there instead of 19. Isn't he of like Batherson. one of, if not the best, point producers on the power play since he's entered the league? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that on on Twitter the like... other day. Yeah, unreal. He's on the second... He's playing with like Broussard and Mark Kastelik on the second power play. Like, come on. What are we doing? Anyway, don't well, it. that's a, that, we, we don't, That's a whole other thing. Claude Giroux should be on the first line with Kachuk and Stutzel next year. That's our first line. 100% easy. Get it going. Next, Josh Norris is going to be healthy, we hope, for next year. He's going to be the center on the second line. And then on his wings, you'd think Dabrinkit, because he'll be back, and then Batherson, go. right? It's got to be Dabrinkit, uh, Norris, Batherson, second line. I guess I just, hmm.
1: I don't know about the chemistry between Debrinket and Norris.
0: Well, they haven't had much time exactly to yeah do anything. <laughs> you got to give them a chance. I'd say give them like a really good.
1: Give them a really good forechecking playmaker on that, on that right wing, like Zach Benson. We're going to, we're going to finish 15th last. We're going to move up in the lottery to, to fifth and we're gonna draft Zach Benson he's going to be there on our go. second line therink Norris Zach Benson would be literally perfect
0: yeah but but yeah but it's, I mean I will say that Drake Batherson has not made a great case to stay in the top six as of late I think he's been pretty flat so what I've
1: been thinking is if we do if if a situation like I said happens where we move up and get Benson or whatever do we trade him
0: Batherson well he has a very tradable contract is what I will say yeah. that is he's certainly not overpaid and he's gonna be the he would be the easiest to move and he's probably the one that is the least important yeah
1: i'm saying like i would trade him but yeah what i'm saying is would the team look into it
0: sorry it was my oh i don't know my question i i feel like they definitely see him as part of the core they signed him long term but it's and it's like that would so essentially when you're trading that was before Giroud
1: and Dabrinka came in and that lottery pick would win
0: but if you if you trade okay, let's say that your Zach Benson thing is not what happens, and let's say that you trade Batherson, who's that top six forward now? Is it is it? Well, no, 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 what I'm
1: saying is is
0: if you get that guy, is what I mean. If oh, if you yeah
1: yeah, okay. my saying is if you get that guy, does the org look to trading him? Because for me, it's a, easily a yes.
0: Yeah, you you would be. Able, I mean, who who would you what would you want in a in a trade for Batherson?
1: Possibly moving him around to try to fill some other holes. Yeah. Like if Forsberg doesn't come back for example, do you
0: use that to get a goalie? Yeah, to get a goalie. That's a fair that's a, that's a fair conversation to be had. Um but but for now, let's just call in. on the let's put him on the second line because this is the team that will will most likely be going into next year barring a lottery miracle. Yeah. So so Batherson is going to be on the second line with Norris and Brinkett. Now you can get in the third line. Uh Joseph for sure is going to be on there. And now, 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 I don't know. Now you can really think of like who's coming up, who's leaving, who's gonna fill the spots. I think this is and an Louis easy. Louis has just lock put, for the third put in Crookshank on the on the left side. <laughs> I think it's easily Crookshank, Pinto, Joseph. Lock it in and move on to sure. the fourth line. He's out a he's a heck of a year. Yeah, he was great in the interview. Crook, we're all Crookshank <laughs> fans here now. It's not just Louis. leading
1: the B ends and goals.
0: Yep, last night shot Sabrins. No, he was second in the AHL amongst
1: rookies and shots on goal. There you go. Um, so it looks good. I, I wouldn't mind it. I, I mean, think hey, would listen, be great on that line. if we get one more injury at forward right now, due. given that yeah, Kelly due. and Joseph is out, there's going to be a call up. There might actually already be
0: one tomorrow because we're playing the Avs at home. Yeah. Um, so would, the call up situation out. on forward is probably going to be between Crookshank, Sokolov, and, and Greg right yeah they might recall Lucchini. he's he's been solid yeah wouldn't mind i actually really liked him speaking of which do we want to put him on our fourth line actually is he i don't know if he's under contract but why not i didn't mind him at all I, i wouldn't be the worst i think so i think for next year let's just think about it right i think watson's probably not coming back broussard's probably not coming back and they still have kelly and then kastelik so i don't know yeah, so so the, the Louis suggested line here is is Lucini, Greg, and Castelik on the fourth line, and I must say I would not dislike that at all. I you know what would be more uh, feasible is probably
1: Greg on the third line left wing, and then you put Castelik in the middle center, Crookshank yeah. on the left, and then Luccini at the right
0: on the fourth line. I think that's but probably more automatically realistic. that make that is an improvement on your bottom six from this year. Easily, the uh, these yeah Greg Pinto Joseph Crookshank Castle is because now you can ahead. score. Now you can score on those lines. We haven't had much of that except when Austin Watson decides to go off for a week. Yeah, that, that's and if there it.
1: if there's an injury, some of those guys can move up, or you could put in Sokolov or yeah. Kelly's a perfect extra thirteenth slash twelfth forward. Like yeah. I don't mind him at all if he's literally that last guy in your forward core. I agree. The problem is this year he's played more of like a nine to eleventh role. Which is more not recently his... he's been scratched, which is not really yeah. his thing. Well, the biggest problem with with Kelly is this year has been his usage. He's been playing with a bunch of other grinding,
0: defensively inclined guys, which right. has not worked well at all. But I do like what he brings. But yeah, if he can be the worker on that line, then why yeah. not? He's got uh, he's always going. I don't. I hundred percent. Him as the thirteenth forward or the fourteenth forward, I don't mind at all. And I think this new bottom six has a lot of speed. And it's got a lot of skill, and it's actually going to probably if you can get them to forecheck, still got it's the really checking ability problem. too. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to cause problems for other teams. Uh, I I I'm good on that. I think these are good lines. Um, we're gonna let's so let's just recap this. Uh, our goalies are Forsberg to start. Sogard's going to back up. The the defense pairings: chikrin Sanderson, shabbat Zub, Brandstrom, and we're putting Radko Gudis in there as our UFA wildcard signing. Uh, the forward core is Kachuk Stutzeljeroo, the Brinkett, Norris Batherson. The new look bottom six is Grieg, Pinto, Joseph, Crickshank, Castelic lucini And those are your 2023-24 Ottawa Senators. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's gonna do it for this uh this Zoomcast. I I know it was not as extravagant as you may expect from such a such a, a noteworthy podcast such as the zoom. You know cast. what? We came up with a full ass segment on the fly. So good yeah, for. Yeah, we us. did. That was not planned. We we honestly like it's true. We we got on the zoom and we're like there's nothing in the planner, which is not normal. Usually someone's got something in there and, and like we're like what are we going to talk about? So, thank you for bearing with us through this. We, we'll be better. We promise. We promise we'll be better. Please. If this is your first episode, I'm so sorry. But we'll it's okay better. this is not like the Connor ingram episode or anything no that this was is... that was dark time there was speaking of Connor ingram thinking. he's been playing eh he's been doing well yeah Connor i ingram.
1: know okay i no picked more, him no for con- a day no in my fantasy league and it was yeah. garbage <laughs> <Okay>. thank god <laughs> that was
0: bad uh okay anyway um that'll do it thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you so much for listening keep watching the Sens. who knows what's gonna happen enjoy it they got a fun team and uh we will see you guys next time
1: thank you everybody